Hey, this is Gary with the Get Some Podcast. My uh, guest this week is Bill Bellamy. Yes. Uh, Baps, How to Be a Player. I wasn't in Baps. Sorry about that. Okay. I thought you were Halle Berry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Trying he's to like, I knew manifested. He was like, somebody no, brown was I'm in that Stad. movie. I was uh, in that too. Yeah. I was the third dude from the back. Yeah, I was him. Nah. <laughs> now, uh, what would you say your big break was? Was it MTV? Uh, I think the big break was initially was Def Comedy Jam because that was just like the spark mm-hmm. that like the light lit the flame. And then right after that was MTV and then it was the explosion. So I think Def Comedy Jam was my big, big like, oh, oh, this new comic. Who is this guy? And then bam, MTV. Was, did you get MTV because of Def Jam? No, it just happened that way. It was just, it was really weird because I had just taped my Def Jam and it hadn't aired yet. And then um, I got a, uh, what they call a, audition or a showcase in New York for new hosts for MTV because they were doing this new show um, called MTV Jams and they were going to do the top 20 countdown. They were, they were just revamping their shows and they wanted new personalities so they were looking at comics and uh, I remember at the showcase Jay Moore was in, was there. I was there. It was a couple other New York comics um, and uh, I got I got the job. Like I got picked out of hmm. all the guys. That's why because I, I didn't have cable when Def Jam was out. Right, so right, right. Yeah. Up. yeah. So I always caught Def Jam like later, but on, the first time I saw you was, was, was MTV. <laughs> right, which was big. That was big because that's like that brought me into to all the suburban homes. And uh, and the, the irony of me being on MTV was at that time I didn't have MTV because it was only in select areas. So even oh, though wow. I was on MTV, I couldn't see myself. So I didn't even know if my show was cracking or oh, not. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that, it, so the first like six months I was on TV, I couldn't even see myself. I didn't even know I was famous. See, I thought MTV was on all the basic cable packages. No, 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 no. If you if you think back, if you think back, it was in select areas and it was part of a package. Like say for instance, you didn't have to have it. Initially you had to buy into it. So you would get you would get boom, 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 boom. And if you want MTV, you pay an extra $2, bam. Oh, okay. But then, and later, they forced you to have MTV. Yeah. Then that was good for me because I was everywhere. And you was on, you had the, um, since I've already fucked up your credits. That's uh, all right. It's you, all good. Uh, I help you. It was the summertime stuff that I thought was took bu- you to another level. Yeah. Like, what, was it, what was it called? The house? So like- we did, so we did, we did theme show. So the summertime was the beach house. The beach house. Which was bomb. That's where I was yeah. like, okay, this guy's about to take off. Yeah, yeah. So this, the beach house was so big because it's summertime we promoted fun. Like, just think about it. It was like you were watching camp with musicians and celebrities coming by. Everybody was like, do y'all really live in that house? I remember we used to be like, yo, is that your real house? I'm like, nah, man, that's just a prop. It's a house, but we don't stay there. And um, and that was big. And then in the wintertime, if you remember, we used to do Mount MTV. Do you remember that? We used Mm-mm. to be. You, you don't remember the, the, the what? Uh, so we used to do Mount MTV too. So we would be in Aspen or somewhere, and we'd have like a you know like a ski house, and we would uh, have all the guests come out to the mountains. You I don't remember, remember that? that. I yeah. remember this beach house, and I remember you and the Asian dude that sounded like a brother, Theo. Theo, he was cool, dude. Yeah, he what lasted. To Theo? He lasted five minutes on MTV because he was too cool. He was like, what's happening, everybody? This is Theo. You know, he yeah. had the sexy, cool radio voice and like, he was like point three on personality on TV. I got, yeah, I was like. But he, his voice, bananas, he was actually, he was actually like the dude here in LA. On yeah, the, but he was also Wayne Exhale. He was yeah, the radio voice. You, you absolutely correct. And Wayne Exhale. He had to fly his voice, like you couldn't believe his voice well, came. Where's he at now? I, I'm, he's probably somewhere on the radio killing it still. He was the guy. The funniest story about Theo was 
the guy com- this guy committed suicide on the highway, mm-hmm. and Theo was reporting like, "Yo, we just mental health and da da da." But the guy like burned his truck up, and the dog was in the truck. Mm-hmm. He goes, "But nobody's really talked about the dog." <laughs> The dog burn up. And I go, why? <laughs> the guy just shot his head off. Like, shot it. This is before they did tape delays. I remember watching it wow. live. Wow. And the guy took a shotgun and blew his head off, and they had it live. But he burned his truck, like on the 101 or something. This is like 97, 98. Wow. And that's when he started doing delays with the news. Yeah, a just bit. in case it get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember Theo coming on the next morning going, but what about the dog, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the dog. Yo, Skippy. <laughs> Skippy was a rider, you know? <laughs> Who cares about the dog? Not to be heartless. Not to but be heartless. guy heart- shot his head yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what really happened. Let's talk about the dog. Now, you see, I got, I just added this this week. You, you got it. Honor the Black it. Panther. Oh, man. Did yes. you ever meet Chadwick? Yes, I did. Yes, oh, I did. did. You? Yeah, man. And it was, it was really cool because I was with my kids. And, you know, Black Panther, you know, was my quintessential heroic movie like before that rocky was my like one of my big ones my mm-hmm. top five you know there's a couple movies where you just go oh my god like rocky when i was coming up was was like the the quintessential um sort of underdog hero right right and then when black panther came out i just was like wow because you know before that you know i thought iron man was my dude and hulk you know i had my dudes you know what really? i'm saying iron man yeah, and hulk? yeah i don't know why the iron man and the hulk was my guys oh, right superman dude yeah, yeah see some dudes go yeah. superman batman right so i had because i'm i'm nice with the hands so anyway so when black panther came out i just really resonated with that character and i thought what they did with the movie was fantastic and uh we went to the premiere so not only did we meet him at the premiere, um, you know, my it was weird when you're with your kids. You just you're not even a celebrity anymore. Like it's weird. Like oh yeah. Like like when you're with your kids, I, I feel like I'm just regular Bill. Like I don't even. He's like yo Bill, what up, what up, what up? And I'm like dude, can you just take a picture with my kids? I don't care about me. You know what I'm right. saying? So he was so gracious and so nice, you know. And then we turn around, um, and then we run back into him at All Star Weekend. Which was really dope. This is right after the movie came out? This is uh, right after the movie came out. So, you know, that it was 98. No, no, it was uh, 2018 that L.A. had the All-Star Weekend. Right. Cool. So we run into him again, and he, he actually remembered the kids. It was me, him, Chris Tucker, a bunch of people right there gathered, and we all took this great photo, right? Looked great. Energy was great. Laughing and stuff. Nobody knew he was sick, bro. And That's I, the weird thing about all of it was... When I say nobody, like nobody. Spike Lee said he didn't know. Nobody Ryan knew Cougar, anything. I, I think Ryan Cougar might have known because he kind of hinted. Right. But I don't know if he knew the extent of it. I kept thinking it was for a role. Every time Me he lost too. weight. Yeah. When he lost weight, one of the times where, you know, people were saying, don't criticize people, he looked really slim. And I was just like, wow, man, he looked sick to me. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know what what, what it was because it could have been a role. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. drop weight. And so I never commented on it. But uh, I was just like, wow, I didn't know he was sick like that because maybe it was progressive. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was like he was okay, but a little bit. And then and then sometimes cancer just... Well, I think that's off. what I what I read was it was stage three mm-hmm. when he got diagnosed in 2016, but it yeah. progressed to stage four. Yeah. That's when the waste, which is also mind-boggling. They did all these movies. Yo, and all the and the thing that's really interesting about him that, you know, kind of reminded me of Tupac in a way, it almost seems like people who come here for a a really short time in our mind 
have, but they have a a, a specific um, purpose. Mm. You ever notice, like, how 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 the hell was Tupac able to do all that music, boom, 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 and then be gone? How was he able to do all these prolific films within a four to five year range? Like, mm-hmm. just think, he did Thurgood Marshall. He did... Um, 42. He did, 42. He did, um, obviously, Black Panther. He did... Um, James Brown. James Brown. Jack, the, the Jackie Robinson, James Brown. Then he did uh, 21 Bridges. He did The Bloods. I mean, he like... He got one coming out with Viola Davis. It's not out yet. That's that's what I'm saying. But he just kept going from movie to movie to movie to movie to movie to movie. And they're all like these amazing, really good roles. And then, doom, I'm done. It's like he, crazy. He reminds me of, uh, he reminds me of like a Michael Ealy type where Michael Ealy's in it for the art. Yeah. It's not the fame. Yeah. I mean, the mon- obviously money is a part of it, but it, right. the extras are great, but it's right. really about the art. The Ely's art like of that. it. Ely yeah. doesn't need to go out and get recognized or need You don't accolation. care about followers. Yeah. <laughs> Comedians, we differ. Yeah, we need we that. Like, we, I need it. We need that, yeah. Like, we want, because we're so, we're people-oriented. Yeah. By nature. Like, we want the love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it really means something to a real comedian to have followers and to have exchange with your with Yeah, your or see people's face just freak out when they see you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they it's, smile. It's the bond. Yeah, it's, 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 you don't want this. Oh, this there, go, there go Bill Bellamy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you feel horrible. We need it. Yeah, we, quick, like, we I need that. We need that love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't lying. Right. Like um, Dave is like that though. Dave Chappelle. He um, he is. He's like the art. The art of comedy. The um, the like the historically. He's into the the classic comedian, stand up comedian. Not not trying to be a rock star, not trying to be like a Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy to him would be like, that's the movie star do that way. But to Dave, he would be like, you know. But you know, I was chill. talking to Eric Griffin last week. I had him on a podcast. We yeah. were talking about Eddie Murphy and I, and yeah. we said, what's crazy is Eddie is one of the greats of stand up. We always think Eddie Murphy when when the greats come up. Absolutely. But if you really think about Eddie Murphy, it was it people have only seen three sets. It's it's delirious, raw, and I saw a set where it was at the Tonight Show. Right. But it has such an impression off those really yeah, two shows. Yeah, but it's three monster sets. Right. But that's the thing. Like, you look at Chappelle, it's like 25 years of 30. shit. 30. You know? Richard Pryor. Yeah, same thing. yeah, yeah. Eddie, boom, boom. It's but, raw but see, and, delirious. and delirious. And that's it. But see... For Eddie, to me, why why it's so prolific is it's like it, it's lightning in a bottle, right? You know, timing, right? You you have the best set on the best night, and everybody see it. You jump to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You best set, set. You jump to the movies, right? It was mm-hmm. like Eddie went bam, 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 right? In his early twenties. And it, but no one, it doesn't happen like that for a lot of yeah. people. Just think about it. It's just like you, this lightning in a bottle for for you to take off like a rocket. I mean, I remember even when I came in a game. I was like, yo, like, what is going on? Like, I, I went from nobody to, to people going, you, you're Ralph Bellamy, right? Ralph Bellamy? They used to always call me Ralph. Ralph Why? Bellamy. I don't know. Then they called me Bell Bib DeVoe. You Bell Bib DeVoe. Are you <laughs> I in see Be- Bell Bib DeVoe. Yeah, they, they always thought I was in <laughs> Bell Bib DeVoe, right? And then, then people started associating my comedy with my name when I did MTV. They would, they would say, yo, you Bill Bellamy, right? But you- did anybody ever say you was in BAPS? No. No. <laughs> you did. <laughs> He was like, I think I that was you. Why I did that? I was like, how to be a player? And I, it just, <laughs> that's the one you just I went. I think Baps. You're the, you're the second person. I had Aries on. And I said, Aries, I remember when we met. I did. A, I told him a joke. He goes, that ain't my joke. I go, I swear that's your joke. Right. And we, we sit here going back and forth. I'm like this. Bill, you auditioned for Baps? 
Did you didn't even you, audition? You, you didn't even try. No, I think somebody told me you auditioned. <laughs> no, I'm talking, I think I saw you in the waiting room. <laughs> now you're on the... Oh, okay, I don't want to get too dark too early when mm. we were talking about chat. We were talking off camera that we had a mutual friend yes. talking about pass away. Because anytime a celeb or anybody passes away, you kind of reassess your own life, and then you realize how many people have passed away that you've known. One, and D-Ray says it's funny, D-Ray, you never want to die on certain days. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, try to, you, try you don't want to die when, day. when Chadwick passed away. You, uh, you just did. You're right. Like when Farrah Fawcett died the same day as Michael Jackson. Yeah, she just died. You're just gone. You're gone. Yeah. Ain't no one's, no one's going to pay attention. <laughs> but we was talking about, we had a, uh, not a mutual friend, but like, really like a, um, a Our brother. second brother, yeah, yeah. was, was uh, Devin, Devin mm -hmm. who, for people who don't know, I'm from Cincinnati, Devin, Devin Cincinnati. Devin Johnson. Devin Johnson was a barber stylist. If you lived in Cincy, you, you knew who Devin was. You knew was, Devin. He right? was very popular. Yeah. And even Nazi, most comedians know Devin. Yeah. Like, but you introduced me to Devin yes. in 2000, I'm thinking 12. We was did it? that, we did that um that family show, Stand Up for Family. Stand the Up clean for Family, show. yeah. And he was doing my styling. Yeah. But this is what you don't realize, right? And I was always always wanted to tell you the story. So Devin and I, you know, brothers, you know, tight like that. So he was cutting my hair for a while. And he was like, yo, B, man, my ambition is to, you know, be a stylist for the celebrity guys, you know, and like just travel and meet different people. I said, well, start with me. I said, you start with me. Start styling me. You cutting my hair, this, that, and the other. I said, when people see how I look, they're going to want want what I have, you know, they, you, people need to see it. So, so next thing you know, we out, we're doing shows, da, 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 da. And then he meets Tony Roberts. He meets you. He meets this person. He's, he's still doing the, uh, you know, all the athletes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And cause he, you know, he was in tight with the, with the Bengals and everybody oh, yeah. and the Reds, you know, he was, oh my God. So I never forget where he was like, Bill, I'm working with Gary. And I was like, for real? He was like, yo, man, Gary's going to let me try to, you know, do a couple projects with him and, and go shopping with him. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, because Gary needs you. Ha, I, I, said, I said, Gary needs you. I said, Gary, <laughs> Gary been okay for look, too long. Look. Right? See, T-shirt and jeans. I was like, give him some swag. I swear to God. I was like, Gary needs just a little bit of swag. Right? So he was like, boom. He said, look, he sent me pictures. He was like, I'm going to have Gary looking fly as hell. I was like, Gary, go wear that. He gave <laughs> Because it was like he had some real cool sneakers for you, some fly jeans, you know what I'm saying? It was still you, but it was just turned up a little bit, right? Well, he he saved me. I'll tell you a couple instances where Devin saved me. One, the first time I used him was the uh, Soul Train Awards in Vegas. Right. And uh, he put me in a bow tie. And I went, what, what the fuck? Right, but like, 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 how I'm going to do this? But this I'm going to pull this. Right. So he, I put it all on. I go, that's ah, not what I'm used to, but I'll try it. When I went on the red carpet, Anthony Hamilton just stopped. He goes, dang, you sharp, boy. You sharp, boy. I went, what? Yeah. All of a sudden, my posture sudden you, came up. Why like, your chest got big? You're like, yeah. You walk this red carpet now? Yeah, because, you know, it was, it's interesting how all of us need somebody, right? You know what I mean? And Devin was that guy for me, you know, keeping me sharp. And then he started doing all these different things. And let me tell you, even when we did Ladies Night Out, he was on my special, you know. We I were, saw that. And we were literally talking about our dreams coming true, his coming true for him, doing what he needed to do. So he literally spoke it, it happened, started living it, and um, which was really crazy on the last day that he was alive, um, he was at your place doing what he said he wanted to do. And you guys were doing your show and blah, blah, blah. So Well, Devin, well, Devin passed away 
2016, mm-hmm. f- about four years ago to the day. August 24th, I think. Was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, or August 20, I know it was. It August. was right for week one of the football season. Yep. But I just, he came to my house. He brings me some clothes to look at. And Devin was great because he'd just go buy a bunch of shit. And if I didn't like it, he'd be like, I'll just take it back. I'm on consignment with this store, this store. All right. So we just did one of the, tried everything on. And he was in his car. Mm -hmm. And he left my house about 4 or 4.30 or something like that. And then he left. And like two hours later, I'm getting texts. It's like I got overrun with text messages. You hear about Devin, you hear about Devin. I'm like, what are you talking about? Somebody goes, "He he, he passed away. He was in a motorcycle accident. And I went... That's impossible. Because he was in a car. Just left my house in a car, yes. and he lives about 45 minutes from my house. Right. So I'm doing the math. Like, So it took him 45 minutes to get home, get on the motorcycle. The only way this happened, he literally had to leave my house, go straight to his house, get on his motorcycle, and got in a wreck. Yeah. By the time he gets in a wreck, it's confirmed he passed away, and people already texted me. Two hours later, I, I was doing the math. Like, that ain't right. That can't be right. Right. Sure enough, he, he passed away, but his last Instagram is Post was at my house, at your front walking door. to my front door, and it was so. Uh, what he said was like, you know, hey, God wakes you up, you know, mm. it's a blessing to wake up, do something productive with your day. Always positive, dude. Always, he was. We always say he was on the um, first team All American for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? He made yeah. the first team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he was always positive about it and everything, and living his life to the fullest. And the day that he passed, he was in a good mood, and he was because because I talked to him every other day, like. I mean, ridiculous, right? So he, I talked to him. He was like, Bill, man, I'm over G's house. No, he's no. He said, I just left G's house. He's going to be sharp, bro. This thing going to be good. I'm going back to my house. I'm going, um, blah, blah, blah. I said, what? Then he called me on the motorcycle. He, he had called, Bluetooth on? So he had his Bluetooth on. And I'm at, I'm at a game. And I was just like, and my son was playing. And it was kind of loud. And I was like, I heard. I was like, man, why would I hear? I'm, are you on a motorcycle? And he was like, yeah. He said, um, today, beautiful out today, man. It's a beautiful day. Me and my boys are going to go riding. Like, we, we meeting up. So I was like, he was like, please send me my itinerary. Because the following week, we were supposed to go to Fort Lauderdale. He was coming out. So I was like, cool. As soon as I leave the game, I'll just blah, 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 send it to you because I had already bought the ticket. And um, so then I, I forget. No, I send it. I go. I'll go back to my um, show because I had a show literally in Ontario. Sold out show. Let me tell you how crazy life is. Right. So I get a text from D-Lay. You know D-Lay, comedian. Yeah. So D-Lay's opening up for me that weekend. And D-Lay say, man, I think something happened to Devin. I'm getting all these DMs. So while you were getting DMs or texts or whatever, I was getting the same, but I was on I was in LA and I was like, that doesn't make sense because I just talked to him about two hours ago. Yeah. I took a nap. Yeah. Woke up and that's what I found out. And I was like, I I was in disbelief for the whole night. I had uh I never forget I had two sold out shows and I just didn't know I could do it. I just did not know I could perform that night. And um I never forget Jay Reed called me up and Jay Reed was like, Bill, man, listen, you and Delay have to do the show. Because people do not pay for your pain. They pay for you to pay to be entertained. And I was just like, oh, my. It was like all I needed because I couldn't figure out how to gather myself. But it's our therapy, too. Yeah. And sometimes we're there for the audience. But in times like that, there's been numerous times that people passed away or something happened in your life. I go, thank God I got a show. Because it just takes. Yeah, that's true. It's a little little bit of norm. I don't know if I'm saying the word right. Normality. Mm -hmm. 
You're normal. Oh, you're, it's our therapy in a way. You need the audience as much as they need you sometimes. Yes, you do. That's yes, a fact. Do. Yes, a, a pure fact. I remember when um, I lost my brother, right? So my brother passed. That was just devastating. And um, I had another game. I had a show, right? And I didn't want to do the show. All the fellas, everybody was crying. Everybody was going through it, right? So I was like, dude, we got to just do this show for the people, right? And literally, I did the show. Somehow, the audience never knew. I get off stage and I'm coming off the stage and this lady with her mom was in a wheelchair, right? Rose up to me and she was like, Mr. Bellamy, we so needed that. My dad passed away a year and a half ago and my mom would not come out the house. This is her first time coming out the house and mm -hmm. the first time having a good time. She loves you, would you take a picture? And I did yeah. and I was just like, wow. You didn't say $20? Yeah, I, I, no $20, <laughs> I, I did it for free, right? That's, that'd be $20 cash. Yeah, $20. Four fives, two tens. No. <laughs> But the, well, the thing that was so crazy was that they really needed that laughter. And I was like, wow, well, maybe we are, you know, sort of not to be corny. You know, I think we're here to help people. Oh, without question. You, you know, the same way when I, this podcast just got dark as shit. I'm sorry, but, but we got to tell the truth. Yeah, this is what happens. My, when my brother passed, I had a show in Mississippi and I was like, I, I got to go do the show. And people were calling the casino saying, is he coming? Because everybody heard my brother passed. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. coming. So I got through the whole show. At the very end, I, I broke down a little bit just because I was thanking the audience because I was like, I needed this. Because ah, I, I was, yeah, yeah I you just go like into your the world zone. was okay for a little bit. When you were on stage. As soon as I got off stage, I was back to, that was, the, that was the emptiest night in a hotel. And I remember I was at the Imperial Palace in Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, you never forget where you were. Oh. They gave me the pimpest, partiest suite <laughs> I ever. It was so big, it's I couldn't echoing. play basketball. And I was like, it's the last thing I want. Normally yeah. I'd be like, guys, come up, let's have some drinks and right. shit like let's that. Do it. Oh, it was just depressing. Yeah. It was it was like out of a movie. You just need a John Legend playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like it was I was just sitting there like they had the hot tub in the bar the and they stocked it. Everything was, be all right. everything was set up for a party. I was just like this. No. Mm. My I'm guys are knocking. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm cool, bro. Right. It was you like, know. but that one, I was like, I'm just, that was a show I'll never forget. Yeah, my and, whole that, life. and you know, as comics, right, and one of the things about, because we bring, I believe we bring so much joy, which is awesome that we do. We have the gift of laughter, right? And you've been doing it your whole career, so have I. I think, you know, they don't often know that we're human, that we have mm -hmm. moments that are just real like everybody else because we bring so much joy. Like, they'd be like, they probably never think we ever have a bad day. Right. Because we make people laugh all the time. I like, know. man, what you trip? Man, come on, man. You ain't never had no bad day, Bill. Are they waiting for the twist. Yeah, like. they're like, Bill Bellamy ain't never had a day out. Yeah. You're always smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've been through a lot of stuff too, but, you know, I choose to, you know, take it to the chin and, you know, and, and continue to learn from it and then still deliver what I believe is my gift to the people. Well, I know you, I didn't even speak at Devin's funeral because I wasn't following you. <laughs> Because it was like, it was, it was kind of depressing, depressing, depressing. And uh, I, I wrote a joke. Uh -huh. uh, I'm, I'm doing on stage now about Devin's funeral because, uh, I, I'm not going to tell the whole joke, but it's funny now. But uh, I remember, you know, you went up, about three or four people went up. 
Everybody kept it about 10, 15 minutes. And everybody was telling personal stories about Devin. Right. So now you're celebrating his life, right? Mm-hmm. And you shut it down. Because I was like, <laughs> they were looking at me like, you about to go up? I said, nah, Bill got it covered. And you, Bill, I don't even remember. You I, turned I, it into I, a show. Cause yeah. you, you had it. You had him. He was telling a story about Devin. You went, I'm Bill Bell, y'all. I'm out. I go, damn, did he just close? <laughs> I think I was, I was sitting next to Brandon Phillips, the, right. the, the baseball player. Right, right. And I looked at him, I go, did he just close? <laughs> I'm Bill Bell, y'all, good night. <laughs> but the thing but, was, I, I didn't want it to be a downer for whatever reason. I kind of, I kind of, I didn't mean to make it, made it, it felt like a set though, But right? you felt the energy, the thing about yeah, it, you felt the energy in the room. I just and read the room, it. yeah. And my thing was, you were a lot, you had a lot more history and you were a lot tighter than Devin, even though I was tight, right. I was like the stepbrother. You were the, the, the brother. brother. <laughs> Same mom and dad. Same mom and dad. <laughs> so I was like, because we were like, yeah, why didn't you talk? I go, it, it wasn't the time. I go, Bill said enough. Yeah. The crowd was right in the pocket. And this is this is where the joke comes in at my funeral. Uh, the funeral joke I talk about on stage right now is, I don't know if you remember, but the preacher went up after you yeah. and talked so long and didn't tell one story about Devin. Oh. I remember, I, this is what I remember specifically. Oh, he just kept going and backstage uh-huh. he came up to us we were all talking like who's gonna speak and you're like i'm gonna speak and then somebody else was like i might say something blah, blah blah and then he was like well i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it to the professionals i'm gonna keep mine real brief and when he said that i go oh this fucker about to go yeah <laughs> sitting there going he about to go oh yeah he gonna do because, his whole album oh but here's what i said <laughs> and i told I, when you go to funerals even though you're going to be gone, you tell your wife and people around you, don't let that shit happen to my funeral. Right. I said, I told Kenya, go, don't let that happen to my funeral. Don't do it. Don't let no preacher get up and to serve his own agenda because that my preacher, time. right, the preacher went up there trying to get uh, clients, basically. Yeah, he was basically trying to get his uh, his followers up on Instagram. Uh, or or people going to his church, yeah. which more ties. Yeah, more but ties. He, he literally was like, he saw, I said, he saw 2,000 people in his church because Devin shut the city down that night. Yeah. That I'd day. never seen a funeral sold out. It was, oh, sold, it was, out. I, it was sold out. My aunt actually lived in the neighborhood next to the church. Right. I had to park in her driveway because there wasn't <laughs> any parking, right? But... I don't know if you remember this. Oh the God. preacher was talking so long. Oh, I don't even remember somebody came from out the pews, walked on the stage and told him, oh, we got to wrap this up. Oh, yeah. Cemetery closed right. at 5 o'clock. You right. Like, Devin was about to miss his, his time slot at the cemetery because he was up there so long. And I go, and I was so, I was so upset with the, with the dude because I flew in for the funeral and had to fly back out. I had a show. So I, whatever city I was in, thank God it was on the East Coast. Yeah. I flew in for his funeral, landed that morning, and was flying out like at five so I could make my show at eight. At eight. So you ain't I didn't have, have no time. time. You so have no I time. wasn't able to go to the cemetery because he was up there so long. And it was like a foot, it was like a basketball game when people were getting blown out because yeah. people were starting to leave the church. <laughs> and I could hear the motorcycles <laughs> revving outside. <laughs> I was like this, uh, writing's on the wall, buddy. Rev it up. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's You'd be bad so at funerals? Surprised that people would do that, man. But you know what's you know when it, you know what's going long when people start doing this they start in the going, pews, wow. they start rocking the ass cheeks. I go, time to wrap it what up. Time we leave it. Yeah, they start whispering to each other. He just kept. I'm okay if you're going long, but not make that sure long. it's stories about Devin. No, he, he not, yeah, he he definitely was serving himself at, at, at that moment. But what I thought was uh, the beauty in all of that, because you and I were always cool, like we always been really cool. But I think that bonded us in a weird way, yeah. like like on another level, like because I've always been fly with you. You know what I'm saying? You 
Never. I mean, mm -hmm. I always love what you did. I like how you came in the game, but we didn't have the cohesion. You know, we had numbers, but we ne we didn't talk as much. But I would see you, and we always be like, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that was like the lock. Like you now, you you the, you my brother, brother. Right. You know, I mean, I, yeah, that was when you got accepted. You got, got the baptized. adoption papers. Yeah, you got your papers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, G. Oh yeah, I do his podcast. Well, I mean, that's how. <laughs> that's funny. I do his podcast. Well, you're you supposed to be on three weeks ago. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> No, because yeah, when you introduced me to them, because when we did that show in 2012, mm -hmm. you had said, you go, hey, gee, uh, my dude's from Cincinnati. I go, yes. shut up. And yeah. then the fact that he still lived there. Yes. And that's how I went to his barbershop. And, and that's her, you know. Incredible creation. Incredible creation. And that's when you start getting your swag up. I remember because you was lost. You was just like a white dude. You know, just out there, you know, T-shirt, jeans and stuff. <laughs> Next thing I know, you start me? getting swag. I Let said, me tell you oh, where that. about to get his numbers up. <laughs> this is all you got to know about Devin right here. Facts. Okay. All you got to know about Devin. So it was the NAACP Image Awards in 2014, and I was presenting. And Delta didn't get my bag on my flight. So my suit was in my bag. I go, ah, oh, shit. Well, thank God Delta was like, go get another suit, and, you know, they'll take care of it. Right. Uh Devin was landing like an hour after I did. And when he landed, I go, dude, I'm freaking out on the phone. I, I ain't got nothing to Devin goes, don't worry about it. I'm just going to sit at the airport. I'll wait for it. And I go, okay. So he just sat at the airport. So when my bag came in like two hours later, he got to my room, steamed it real quick, got me steady. He goes, I'll dress you. Just be ready. Like get a shower and stuff because the car was waiting. So when I say save me, because I, I didn't have save time to you. get... From the hotel back to LAX, back to my hotel to get and there. And get ready, no. He just stayed at the airport yeah. and waited for it, like two hours. He would do, it, it, oh, I mean, this is, a, this is a memorial to Devin Johnson, shout out to Cincinnati. It, it, he was that kind of guy for me too. Like, I just remember he would do the, do the impossible for you. Like, you'd be like, for real? You always say for real with Devin. For real, you gonna do that? For real? Mm -hmm. He'd be like, dog, don't even trip. You don't have no shoes? Give me 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Back, bam, two pairs of shoes. Right. Man, $75. Yep. Like, like, whatever. <laughs> it was always funny. Like, oh, my God. And, 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 and to this day, and to this day, I have not been able to replace that kind of energy because not only was he helpful and wonderful, but, like, he was always positive around you. So yeah. you laughing, kicking it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, my God. You, you miss people like that. One of the things that, you know, I learned from Devin and the Chadwick Bozeman and all my friends, and it's like, cherish your moments and enjoy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to come connect with you. I was like, yo, man, I'm not taking anything for granted. Like Gary called me. I'm like, I'm coming over, kick it with my man. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna catch up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't know. You're gonna do shows, I'm gonna do shows, and then I might not see you till 2021. That's a fact. That cause we get rolling. Yeah. The only you know, reason I I'm here is because I'm not working. Yeah. I, I mean, like literally, like when we're working, we're passing ships like this. Like, yo, you did a show. I was there two weeks ago. Boom. Yo, bam. uh, speaking about not working. You need to call your agent mm -hmm. and tell him get you up to Tommy T's in Pleasanton. What, what, what's up with there? I, I did it before the... Uh... It's Well, it's outside now. Okay. So I'm doing it this weekend, right? Okay. People are so ready to go out. They keep... And I'm into Monday now. I started with four. I'm at nine. Cause you they're, lying. They're selling out so fast. So how do how do how how were they doing it? Where, where they... they got the they got the headphones on the um like the silent disco headphones. Okay. And call Tony Roberts. He did it last week. Cause they had they had to send me a video because I didn't know what they was talking about. Right, right, it's crazy. So when I saw the video of Tony, I go, "Oh, it makes sense. They got a big stage. They got it fenced up with like covered fence, so people are in the parking lot." And you got the headphones on, which is weird. They got the headphones on, and you got a microphone, but the microphone's not going out. It's going right into the headphones. 
So you can hear it. You can hear their laughter. You can, you can, you can hear yourself talking. Yep. Okay. You can hear all that, but people ready to go out. They just keep adding. So how many? Shows. How many? How many people can they do? One seventy is the cap. So it's outside in the parking lot of Tommy mm-hmm. T's. You know what? I'll text you after I do it this yeah. week. So yeah, yeah, because people <laughs> people want to do something. They're starving, bro. They miss us, bro. Man, but I go to Instagram, look mm. at the comments, look at everything, and everybody's like, you know, I guess it's smooth. And mm. I DM'd a couple people that was there. Okay. And just the indifferent, like I DM'd a girl, a guy, old, young, and just they're like, I go, how was it? And then they're getting back. Oh, it's great. No issues. Loud. They go. They serving drinks actually, outside too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what's. They up. got to. That's how they make their money. That's how they you know what I mean. Yeah. But I was like, they just keep. They're selling out so fast. I mean, I feel like Joe Coy. Yeah, you on your you on your, you <laughs> on your Joe Coy right? Yeah, yeah. like this. It's already sold out. They added. I had two sold out in the hour. We added two. Just keep putting the email us. That that just so lets you started, know. So you So what what was it? Typical Friday through Sunday. It was no one show a night. I started Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One show a night. Okay. Right? Now we're at two shows a night, and we're into Monday. When you go, you, and you're going this week? This weekend. Wow, my first show's yeah, tonight. yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that means, yeah, you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah so I was that, like this. I can keep adding. Keep adding. We'll, we'll make up. Make up <laughs> <laughs> keep going. I feel like Joe, like Joe Coy a couple years ago went to Hawaii, and he's, he put it on Instagram. They kept adding shows. He just shut down theater. the whole island. Dude. Period. I think he did, like. It was some ungodly number, like yeah. 20 shows. 20. <laughs> I, I didn't know there's that many people in Hawaii. Yes. They just kept adding and adding. Yo, and when I, they want to see you, they want to see you, boy. He kept adding shows, and he kept showing videos of him at this house in Hawaii. Like, he rented this house for the week, right? So I texted him. I said, hey, man, I'm coming to Hawaii in a couple months. I go, uh, that house looks dope. And I asked him how much. He goes, yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's 70000 for the week. I go, never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm glad you think so much of me, Joe. <laughs> but I am not spending seventy thousand dollars for me and my wife. Right. I love my kids, but not that much. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like he had the crew with him. Yo, Joe is my dude, man. He is so funny. He kills it though. He goes out. He got it. He got it locked in. I think he he did it right. He got the right sauce for his audience, and he's funny as fuck. And he, what I really Really love how much he's embraced his culture and made that all. All the that, Filipinos, yeah, yeah, just made it a thing. I love that. It's yeah, just not so, me. I don't really embrace because like my I'm culture. like yo, I'm not Filipino, but I want to be now. <laughs> no, I'm more like this. I haven't really embraced the trailer park yet, Bill. You haven't. You haven't locked in. <laughs> Trying to tap in that audience, but I realize they don't come out. They won't come see you. They, you know, they they like they waiting on the check. They waiting on that check. <laughs> but now black you, people, we love you. You had. You was there one night, like, okay, when we were shooting Think Like a Man 2, so that was 2013, okay. um, Kev posted a picture you were in, and it was like this crazy random night at the cellar, yes. where it was like, you were there, Kev was there, Dave was there, Dave Chris Chappelle. was there, Marlon, and, Marlon there, right? and Questlove. Questlove, that was the picture, right? Yes, sir. Did you go up that night? No, no. What happened, which was beautiful, this is like called cosmic, just all the stars lining up for one night and all the guys were in one place. So you had, like you said, Kevin Hart, me, Marlon, Chris Rock, um, Dave Chappelle, and Quest Love. Now, the question was, how did it happen, right? Here we go. Me and Marlon are at the Knicks game. 
We just randomly run into each other. Cool. We go to the game. Marlon's like, yo, Dave's going up tonight, and I think Kev is working out for Saturday Night Live. We should go, go see uh, Dave tonight. Cool. We go out. Me and Marlon go out to eat. Um, Marlon gets a text from uh, Kevin saying Kevin's going to be there. I was like, dude, that sounds like a dope-ass night. We should go. If, yeah. if, if Dave there and Kev, it's going to be dope. We're going to have fun. We walk in. Dave is on stage, right? And the cellar ceilings are only like seven feet high. Yeah. So you can, bam, right? Hit your head on the sprinkler. So anyway, Dave's on stage, right? So me and Marlon kind of sneaking in because he's kind of like doing a set. We do not know Chris Rock is there. We do not know Kevin Hart's there. So we come down the staircase. You've been there before? Mm -hmm. You come down the stairs, you make a quick left, and I'm trying to turn right and kind of get out the way. And Dave's on stage. He's like, man, this, is that... Is that Marlon? Like, <laughs> no, is that Bill Bellamy? This is, this is insane. Right, so. <laughs> he put, Why you sound just like him? He puts us on spot. He's like, man, come on stage, man. This is amazing. It's never happened before. Now, all of a sudden, we're like, what? He was like, I'm just inviting all my friends on stage tonight. This is, you guys are in for a treat. So all of a sudden, he's like, Chris, come on up. Out of nowhere, Chris Rock walks out of the darkness. Hey, man, boom. Next thing you know, Kevin, you know, you can't see him because he's behind the piano. He comes around because he's so smart. So Kevin comes in. Hey, man, what's going on, guys? Boom, bam, boom, right? So I said, oh, shit, what are we about to do, a show? Quest Love comes running up with the camera. So this, literally, the person who had the camera first was Quest Love. He came up with the video. He was like, yo, this is some magical shit. All the legends. <laughs> he had his pick in his hair. He was like, this is some magical ass shit. What's up, kid? What's up? <laughs> and then he started taking pictures with everybody, right? And then the crowd was like, oh my God. Now, this was the beauty of improvisation, right? Everyone, instead of doing stand-up, everyone told a funny story about somebody that was on stage. Mm. It was phenomenal. It was crazy because you can't even make the shit up. That's what we should be doing more of, though. I think, and and when you do shows like that, when you get a bunch of guys like that, yeah. even when you put the 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 shows together, the ensemble shows, let's call them, you put like five or six headliners yeah, together. Yeah. I always say like that'd be cool because we always want to get up and bag on each other. Right. Uh, we did that with the Shack tour, but if you can get a bunch of guys and just tell a funny story, like, "Hey, you do talk about this? Do you talk about this?" But we didn't know what you were going to talk about. That's what was so brilliant That's, about it. Yeah. Like, like everyone was on the spot, so they just passed the mic. Gee. Now, who'd you talk about? I talked about uh, Dave. You know, I because I do such a good Dave impersonation. He's standing right there. Yeah. Right? He was like, "Do I sound like that, man?" <laughs> <laughs> Should have bought a, bought a cigarette out, bought a cigarette out and everything. Cause, Bill commits. Because Dave, like, I've been knowing Dave since he was probably like 17. So I, I, have, I always tell the story about when the first time he came to my club, I used to do the Peppermint Lounge. I heard stories about yeah. that place. We'll get into that in a So minute. real quick. So Dave got stuck there, and he couldn't get home, so he couldn't get. Because you have to be able to get back downtown Newark to get to New York because the path would stop running. So Dave, everybody was you know, kind of pulling out. And I saw Dave just standing out there smoking a cigarette. Now, he, he's, he's, 17 like, he's years like 17 old? years old. He's like, hey, man, do you mind if, if I can get a ride, man? <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> so, man, this, these cats left me, man. I'm just standing here. There's no buzzers, right? So, <laughs> so, so I had this brand new car. And Dave, for whatever, remembered the car because I had this brand new Acura Legend, just had it. 
put the buttercream seats. This joint was crazy. You would have thought and it this was. This is what year was it? This is 92. God damn. Yeah, it was a 1992 brand new. Oh my God, it was, it was, and I had 19s on it. So I had like, I was the first cat in Jersey with 19s. I had to order them from California. So it looked crazy. So Dave was like, that car's insane. So he was like, like, man, this is when I get some money, man. This is what I'm doing. I'm getting the Acura. So anyway, I take him in the car. We drive downtown and, uh, you know, I get him back to New York and he makes, he never forgot that because it was like a moment of where he was just like, nope, you were the only person that saved me pretty much, yeah. right? So I told the story. And so he was just like, man, damn. Like, it's funny because no one does Dave, but Dave is so in front of everybody and his voice is so unique. So when yeah. I do it, it always, people go, what? So I talked about him. Then Marlon talked about how uh, Chris Rock put him on. And then Chris Rock talked about uh, Kevin, you know, um, being more famous than him. And then this and this. And, like, everyone had this, like, dope ass, kind of like a toss-up or, yeah. uh, you know, celebrate the other person. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this would be a dope ass show because no one would ever imagine seeing all these people in this club that only holds 120 people. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was like a half a billion dollars worth of commerce. Exactly. Let, think about it. Like, Kevin posted that picture, and I was like, "When was this?" He goes, "This is right before I, right before I came here." He was in New York. He was in New York. Um, getting ready to do SNL. Getting ready to do SNL, and that picture actually is on the wall in a lot of comedy clubs now, and it also was featured in GQ. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it was called something like the night, the night. Uh, uh, the night of a lifetime, something like that. Now, was did did uh, did Kev do stand up that night? No, no, Kev just told funny stories okay, about coming up. Like stories. everyone just told a funny story about somebody that was on stage. Oh, okay. So that's why it was dope because it was all improv. Yeah. And then it made me realize uh, how gifted everybody is. Like it was like, damn, it made me feel like a wizard. You know yeah. how like when you were a kid, the fantasy of wizards, like you got a superpower, I got a superpower. Yeah. You might be invisible, and then I might have like the power of energy or whatever. But what was dope about being on that stage, you realize we were all gifted, mm-hmm. and now we got put on the spot. Yeah. And your gift, this is it. There ain't no cameras. Yeah. Bam. And everybody was funny. Like, naturally, like, bam, boom. I was like, God damn. See, that's why I wish more comedy clubs, with the comics' permission, would have camera systems set up to record every show that goes through there. Because you don't know what's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, and man. Not, not, and, you know, get waivers. Make sure you can't release it. And then give it to you guys. So you got that. Because that'd be dope for you to have it. Or I'm, I'm sure somebody recorded it because people were using um, their phones in there because um, they couldn't believe it. Like people were taking pictures. That's ch- worth ch- getting kicked out. That's yeah. worth the risk of get out. Be like delete it. I go, Cause, I cause you imagine everybody that was in that room. If we were able to just figure out who was in that room, they would. They have one moment shared that nobody else in the world has. Mm-hmm. I always ask that. So I don't know if you do this, but now when I go to comedy clubs, I ask, "Do you have do you have cameras?" And or or I'll just find a local to, to try to hire you know to do the show because um, I uh, you never know what can happen you just never know. So who's do you want to do you want do you film it or do you take pictures or both? No, I want to film every set and not that I want to watch it. If nothing happens, I don't really care. But you never know. Like I I posted something a couple months ago. I was in Texas and uh, this lady was from Germany and the guy happened to be from Cincinnati. And I started just talking to him in the front row, and, and it was a really fun, funny conversation I put on YouTube. So it's not my material getting yeah, out there. but it was it's a, a funny moment, moment. And now it's out there, you know what I mean? So it's just like, 
I always record. That's a smart. That's I was smart talking. Thing. I was talking to Aries uh, about that, and he said one night Tony Romo came to a show and he was cool, and he goes, he was going in on Tony. Tony was loving it. And he goes, damn, I wish I would have taped that. I go, that's why I'm like this every show now when I go to comedy. Yo, I'm like this. I had a lot of moments. I never forget, man. I was doing a show in Nashville, and Nicole, Nicole Kidman came um, with uh, her husband uh, Keith Urban, right? So I'm doing my set, and I'm like, who is this tall ass beige woman? It's like she's real pale, like English, you know, pale, pale. I was like, she don't go in the sun at all. She's whiter than me. She's white, white. <laughs> but I'm walking. You know how you going left to right, going left to right, left to right, and I see her, and I'm like, damn, she look like Nicole Kidman. But this, it's probably like a lookalike or something in Nashville, yeah. right? So we get off the stage, and then all of a sudden, and she came in. She's like six feet tall. That hurts you tall. Oh, she's tall as hell, and Keith Urban is like George Jefferson. Yeah. So he's a little guy. And I'm like, God damn, <laughs> she could play in the WNBA, right? Case closed. I'm like bugging that Nicole Kidman's at the show. I mean, of course she lives in Nashville, so all this stuff is like happening in real time. And I said the same thing. Why didn't I record this shit? I just had a picture. Because mm -hmm. the video, you could have seen all the reactions, me looking at her. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. Bring a camera. Or, right, or ask the club, like you guys got to, because most most clubs have a camera system. Yeah, they do. I've learned it over time. It's funny how you're in this business long enough, you start realizing like, should have did this, like merch. You're like this. Why didn't I have T-shirts my whole career? Listen, I made DVDs. Remember DVDs? Oh hustling man, them? I mean, <laughs> let me see. Now with the COVID, we can't even hustle merchandise. I remember uh, I was on the plane with uh, J uh, John Witherspoon, R.I.P. And John with the news said, Bill Bellamy, how much money you make after your show? And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, I don't know. I don't do merchandise. Oh boy, you got to do some merchandise. You know, <laughs> I make more money, more money, more money <laughs> on my merchandise. I make $32,000. <laughs> I said, what? He said, you're a good looking man. And you don't tell no pictures, you are a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because the thing that John taught me was like, he's like, I don't even use my money that I make from the weekend. I just use my merch money. He yeah. goes out there. He was going out there with the, he had it down. You take a picture. It goes in the thing. Boom. Bang, bang, bang. Polaroid, right? Yeah, he had the Polaroid. He, that's only money he spent on the weekends. But the I also, I heard, I heard this about John too. Like, I know guys <laughs> that opened up for him and they was like, he was so generous. Like, uh, guy, you know, opener come up. Hey, I, I got t-shirts and stuff. John like, you better sell a fucking t-shirt. Mike, you say, you're, you're John's way better than me. But you know what like, I mean. Yeah. You better sell a fucking t-shirt. He was... <laughs> He was another, one of, I don't know why our show was talking about people that are gone, but we were, we were giving a salute. But the thing about John Witherspoon that I love was that he was just so brutally honest about, and he was very, very, very thrifty with his money. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't spending mm -hmm. no extra. Right? No, I think, he, I think he wore the wardrobe from Boomerang yeah, for like, 30 like years. Yeah, for 30 years. Like, I'm not doing nothing else, you know. But he was like, I got bow ties. <laughs> he had yeah. everything, I swear to God, right? He, he, he made me, like, go, oh. Oh, like I never thought about, you know, really merchandising everything like that and spending the extra hour out there because I'm like, damn, that's a hustle to to bring this stuff, to do this, that, and the other. But he got that part down and he made that was cash. He's how but he's how you wanna not go out, but he just he doing stand-up to the day he died. Right. And having a good time and yeah. like like leaving it all on the on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's what's the beauty of what we do. 
obviously a lot of us aren't happy comedians. I like to believe I'm like an upbeat comedian and yeah. you are as well. Some of us are um, a little darker off stage or you not. <laughs> you know, I know you some com- I know some comics that as soon as you say stop, they and it's a different person, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, damn, they're kind of heavy when they're not on stage, you but, know? But, you know, we have, people don't realize, like you said, we have our days, too. It yeah. was funny, like, people say good things about you, you don't hear them all. Somebody says something bad, you hear all of it. Yeah, that's true. Somebody said something on some podcast that literally has, like, 50 views, but somebody tagged me, so I saw it. Mm. And this one comic was, like, going off on me because we had a show in San I had a show in San Antonio a couple years ago. I guess he came up to me to tell me he's a comic. And he said I was kind of cold to him. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a meet and greet after teach, um, pictures. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't realize is that show, I remember, I didn't want to do a meet and greet. I didn't want to do it. It was a theater. I didn't want to go out and deal with, with 50 people after the show. I just wanted to relax. My guy had already set the camera equipment. And he gave me a guilt trip because he was like, yo, this is how I'm making my money tonight. Yeah, this man, how, I was like on, this. man. You ain't coming out, I bro. Go, I go, dude, I told you before the show, and I'm arguing with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to come out, right? He gave me a guilt trip. He goes, we got a line of people. I was like, fuck. All right. So I come out there. So I'm putting on a face, but I really didn't want to be out there at that time for whatever right. reason. So I'm, I'm taking a picture. So he probably just caught me on one of the Yeah, on, on a bad day. And then he's telling me I'm a stand-up. <clears throat> I don't know what he want me to say, but this caught me at a bad day. But the fact that his only interaction with me and was he, that he didn't say I was a I didn't say hi to him or didn't take a picture. He goes, he was just I was kind of cold, I guess, when he said, "Hey, I'm he a like, stand hey, up." Oh, good for you. But it also, <laughs> this guy's character I come in, comes into question because he started to bag on all these other comics, like they couldn't follow me. None of the wild and out guys could follow me. None of them are funny. I go, oh, you got attitude. Okay. I see what's going on here. Yeah. You're, in your mind, you're a star. Right, just right, right, right. You, nobody knows yet. <laughs> But he was just going off, and I go, God damn. I didn't know I was a dick like that. No, nah, I mean, you, it, all of us, you know, can have, you know, a bad day. We really, I try not to, if I'm not in a good mood or if I'm not feeling good, I try not to be, you know, transfer that energy to them. Because you got to understand, they love us, and, you know, that they will hold that forever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that dude, he kind of held it. You didn't mean nothing by it. Mm-hmm. And it happens to all of us, like, where you just might have one of those days. Because I hear people say that, like, oh, Bill, you were just so stuck up. I was like, wow, I might have had to just go to the bathroom or something. Like, like I've never really been that stuck up of a person to me, but, you know, some people said that, you know, oh, my God, he just didn't, he's too good to talk to me. Or well, too, it's know. not that, too. Some people, they come at you crazy, and I don't know what they expect you to do, and they're like, oh, sh-. like, you're at a restaurant. Oh, shit, <laughs> Bill Bellamy. You're like, yes. What am I supposed to do at that point? Match your energy? Talk to like, my wife. Talk to my wife. Talk to my oh wife. My yeah, yeah, Jer- Gary. Hey, baby, this Gary right here on everything. I ain't on God. On God. Gary, tell her that's you. I know you get it. I had one lady, me and my daughter at the Cheesecake Factory. It's just me and her. She's just like trying to have 13. mom and daddy. Daddy, mom, she daughter. She sat time. in my booth. With she, you? No. She sat in the booth, and I'm like, dude, I looked at her, and she goes, I said, you know this comes with it? And I was like, no, it doesn't. No, right. And the this guy's with her that's trying to take a picture and her phone died. She goes, ah, fuck, my phone died. I was like, oops. Oh, oops. She asked to use mine. No. Use your phone. I go, I'm not sending you a picture. <laughs> we had to move. I was like, we got to move. Uh, yeah. I got a funny story about you that's hilarious that I didn't believe, but it was hilarious, right? So I, uh, my boy CH, you know CH, right? You know CH? I don't know where the story's Chanel? going. Chanel? No, it's just hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where it's going. I'm like this. 
I don't know no. where the story's going. So, so I, I did a show somewhere in Texas, right? He was like, yo, B, man, I'm giving you this dope dressing room, man. But Gary Owen, go, Eric, Gary Owen did not like this dressing room, man. He <laughs> tore this motherfucker up and shit went crazy. I said, I Gary did. Owen? Yeah, trash. He, he said, <laughs> I did. He said, Gary Owen was throwing food. <laughs> And tearing shit up and flipping I shit up. I was like, no way. I was like, Gary ain't do that shit, right? So I text you. I was like, yo, Gary, would you have something? You was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, did. <laughs> I fucked this dressing room up. Okay. I always wanted to hear your All version. Right. Here, this, is the, this is the unbiased version of what happened. Okay. <laughs> We're in Wichita Friday. We're in Colleen Saturday. Okay. Right? Okay. So I get the Wichita on Friday. There's fucking nothing in my green room. Nothing. There's no water. There's no food. There's okay. nothing in my rider. I was like, where's the, the shit at, right? right? They said they couldn't find it. Keep in mind, when I do first-time promoters theaters, I just say Chipotle. Get me a, keep, give keep me a chicken bowl so I know it, there's Chipotle in every city. <laughs> there's, there's nothing in my dressing room. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Right. And I'm like... I'm not. I, I told him I'm not going up until I have some shit in my dress. I can't. I ain't got water. Not Water's even wa water. Water. Then he brings me like the the Circle K water, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like not to be bougie, but I'm like, I'm like come on, really? Now. And then you got that from a gas station. Then he <laughs> then he brings me this horrible Chinese food. Like I was like this. I don't want to eat this. I don't. Right? I don't eat Chinese food right so now. So now I'm I'm not happy, but I'm I'm putting on a game face. I go, listen, man, I. We're in Wichita. This is a this is a decent city. Right. There's a Whole Foods. There's a, there's there's a grocery something store somewhere. He goes, but I didn't want to bring nothing until you got here. I go, don't worry about me getting here. I go, have it in the green room an hour before I get here. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, I don't want this problem tomorrow on Colleen. Don't right? do it. I get the Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they got in my dressing room is fruit and water. That's it. They have <sighs> nothing else in my rider, right? And my dressing room's fucking hot. I like mine, I like it cold. Nice and cold. Oh, it's 80. So now I'm hot. I'm in this dressing room going, the fuck is my food? Where the fuck is anything in my rider? I told him, don't do this again. I go into this other dressing room. It's three times the size of mine. And it's immaculate. Fucker's getting a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Chanel. It's got a barber with the light, yeah. the glove, and you're lining them up. Yeah. And here I am. In the like, room. Hottest, smaller dressing room. Sahara Desert. That has nothing in it but fruit and water. <laughs> and I went, I literally opened the door and I went, oh. Okay. I closed the door. And sometimes I think, I hate to say it, but sometimes I think race comes into it uh -huh. because I'm like, I'm with all these black promoters and black people right. and they just think they're going to get over on the white dude. Oh, so oh now no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn I'm up. Extra, I don't know this guy. Right. right? I'm about to so turn I up. Went, <laughs> I just, I just, here's what I did. I strategically trashed the dressing room. I made sure I didn't do any structural damage. Right. So I threw the chairs and flipped the table, but I didn't flip them Matt Anger. I just placed them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Very nicely. Oh, my God. I, I took the chair and, like, set it down. I took the table and set it like this. And, <laughs> and then the fruit, I sprayed it. Like, 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 he's, like sprinkled it. I didn't, like, throw it like this. I went... Okay. okay, now you got to clean up, right? Here, here goes some so pineapples. Now, then I started to cuss and act like I was moving shit. Then right. I was like, motherfuckers, ain't got shit. But at that point, I wasn't throwing anything. I'm just like hitting the wall like, right? right, right. <laughs> he, he walks in and goes, what the fuck? What's going on? I go, uh, your lineup's great. You look great. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm fucked hot. Up. I ain't got no food again, right? Right. No, we're going to take care of it. So we got everybody at his green room, his big-ass dressing room. Now right. I got in the bigger dressing room. As you but should. I'm the headliner. Yeah. 
right? Ah! right? And I'm like this. So now I got all this fucking hair all over the fucking carpet because I guess four it, people got haircuts. Yeah. Because it was different grades. Yeah, hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was like some gray, some black. There was a mixed guy hair. There's yeah, completely black guy yeah, hair. Yeah. Like this. I was hot. You're like, yeah. okay. But he goes, and you ain't even, here. nobody asked me, can I get a cut? Yeah. <laughs> right. They didn't exactly. even ask you. They, man, I heard that story. I said, oh my God, because I literally, it was like a week or two later and it was fresh. That's yeah. why I texted you. I was like, yo, did, did some shit happen? You was like, yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah I yeah, did I that. I did a good job. But that was a story, man. I, <laughs> I never like, had to get it. I never had a chance to trash anything. I thought that felt so rock star to me. Yeah. I was proud of you. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's the it shit you hear about, like, musicians and shit. They tore up the fucking Roosevelt Hotel, yeah. threw a TV through the window. <laughs> like, I've never had, like, a, a, a Gary Owen or Cat Williams moment. Well, it was a strategic trash. It was uh, strategic trash. But the haircut is what did it. Oh, my God. When I walked in and I went... It's uh, here's the thing. I'm not tripping off this. I get why you put me in the dressing room because it literally was right. right by the stage. Yeah, I get that. But you had nothing that you wanted. That's another nothing. thing. I would have never went to anybody else's dressing room. If but it was now right. I'm fucking Steve because I figure, oh, he's getting over. The first time I'll give it to you because it's first time promoter. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I I'll use his excuse that um, he wanted the food to get here when I when I was there. All right, or you get a runner and they don't do their job. I get it. But the second night, no. <laughs> There's no excuse the second yeah, night. Yeah, 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 And yeah. it's different if the shows are tanking. Like, we're selling tickets. We're selling so tickets. So don't, everybody's don't making money right, right now. Let's stop playing. Let's get it right. Right. That's, you know, there, there's, there, that's one of the things about being a comic that we, we just want our, we want our setup. Because that now we can, we've we got our setup. Our mind is cool. We're comfortable. Like you said, you like yours cool. I like my, I don't like the AC on blast because it, it, it just does something to your vocal cords. But I like my room comfortable. I got to have my, my rider. Oh, the writer. Oh, it's no, a rap. No, no. If you if you don't have my writer, I'm gonna start delicately placing stuff right. too. But you gotta you realize know, the I, writer yeah. for for I guess most artists, it's like coming home and the bed's made. Yes, that's You're what like, it is. Oh, okay. I'm home. Everything's in order. I'm I good. So whatever you got, what do, what do you got in your writer? What so foods do you got? I usually I have baked chicken. Food and I do usually any type of fish or seafood because I don't eat a lot of red meat, so that's cool. I do that, and then I have fruit. I gotta have my fruit. Everybody has fruit. Then, right? Everybody have fruit, <laughs> and then I have um, my drinks for the for the people that come in. So I'll have like a vodka, or some people drink Hennessy, and then I have like a tequila because some people like that. So I just uh -huh. have all that covered. So anybody that comes to the green room can make their own drinks and facts. I gotta start doing that. I'm yeah. selfish. Yeah. I just have vodka. No, no, no. You gotta step your game up <laughs> because 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 you know you you being you being thrifty. But the thing about it is because you don't know who's going to come. So some people brown, some people light, and then some people just like tequila. So yeah. I just have those three. And then um, got my mixers. Then I make sure I have water because we need our water. Yeah. And um, uh, sodas. I don't know why I have sodas in there. And then I have uh, like some kind of dessert or something or whatever. And, yeah. and flowers. Just make it beautiful. Oh, nice. I ain't got my shit. That really makes me mad because you, you should have got my shit. shit. Should have got your shit together. My shit is so basic. You're like, yo, man, <laughs> celery, celery, <laughs> hummus. I remember, I I'm remember not... somebody told me that Eddie Griffith, in his rider, he always get a fresh pair of Air, Air Force, Force ones. ones. And I was like, day. yo, that's a smart move because yeah. everybody want a fresh pair. I was yeah, like, I ain't thinking about right, that. Right, you got it. I remember, man, when uh, I first met Eddie Murphy. Not I first met Eddie Murphy, but the first time Eddie Murphy was on MTV. 
that's when I realized what a writer was. It's two people that I realized what a writer is, is Eddie Murphy and Mariah Carey. So, I'm, you know, I'm a new guy in the game. I ain't, I ain't got no rider yet. I'm hoping that, you know, I'm going to have rider days, right? I never forget, like, we had, like, four PAs doing stuff for Eddie Murphy's dressing room. They was painting it and shit. They was putting up petunias, like, flowers I never heard of before. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? They was like, Eddie Murphy don't play. Eddie Murphy got to have only green M&Ms. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> they was like, he only eat green. So, so they was picking out, they had a bunch of bags a M and M's, and they was they had PAs going boop, green, green. <laughs> I said, "Oh shit, that's how it is when you levels become a star." It's levels to this shit. Yeah, and I have seen so many levels to. It's the same thing, but other people want other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Just like with your trailer, you know, it could be that big or that small or that medium. It's so many levels to it. I, I'm just I'm astounded. Like I'll give you a perfect example, right? You've had suites before, right? Sweets? Sweets. When you when you stayed in certain hotels and performed. Oh, sweets. Yeah, yeah, sweets. But some of them are crazy. Yeah. There's about four or five in your life that you like. This don't yeah. make no sense, right? In Vegas, Vegas is the only place I've ever been where when you can get a suite that you can't breathe in. Because you don't you haven't been in every suite in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Depending on the hotel, depending on the situation, you're gonna get a suite that you can't believe, right? Mm-hmm. I never forget this. I'm at the Palms. The Palms suite that I had had a basketball court in it. I heard about that room. I said, are you kidding what year, me? What year was that? This was 2007, maybe? Oh, well, they've redone it. They probably, now it's probably like two full courts in there. So this is the funniest shit, right? So I'm tripping, so I'm talking to the guy who's the VIP guy. I'm like, man, this don't make no sense. He was like, Mr. Bellamy, you could bring your boys over. Y'all can hoop and strip and soundproof and shit. Then walk out here. We got this, that, and the other. He said, man, you should have got the other one, though. I said, what? He was like, yeah, that one got a r- real sharks in it. I said, <laughs> <laughs> Real sharks. I said, these motherfuckers got real sharks. He was like, we do. I said, wow, because I'm like, yo, some of this shit is beyond, even though I've been doing this a long time, every now and then, I still get the like, oh my God. Yeah, some of the hotels, you're yeah, like, you whoa. 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 <laughs> whoa. And Vegas is notorious because uh, they get everybody, and they're not tripping. Ain't nothing. They're like this. They just want you doing a show there puts asses in the seats, which makes people gamble. I didn't know this about Vegas, and I, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but when you come there for a show, they're not really basing the money they're paying you off. Did you sell tickets? It all goes into the night. Like the night Bill Bellamy came, did the casino make money? Yeah, that's that's so what it's about. So you're hoping everybody loses. So when you're at a casino, you want to see people playing craps going, yeah! You want to be like, fuck! Right. <laughs> they, they, um, when I, when I, um, one of the things that I learned about casino dates and whenever you do them, they always say, what time is your show over? Because they want, all, like you said, they want those people to go gamble. Mm-hmm. So literally... If we draw in a crowd of two or three thousand people, they they they're excited about that because you're you and I are drawing out three to six thousand people that are going to go gamble, mm-hmm. and then so and so is bringing people that are going to gamble. So they don't care what they pay us, like you mm-hmm. said, like they pay us whatever because we want to give you those sweets. They go like because we're gonna make that back in the first forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they you know they redid the palms, they redid the pool, mm-hmm. and then that's usually where I go every year. Mm-hmm. Um, do the Pearl Theater. I think it's the Pearl Theater in yeah. the Palms. 
but they told me they did a huge facelift, and the one guy gave me a tour. I, now I had a great suite. Don't get it twisted. But then he took me to this the levels. other the other, side other. Of the suite, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Why didn't I get this?" <laughs> he well, had we one that was that. A art. We save that for our whales, for the guys that come in from Japan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the one, uh, the one they showed me was all these butterflies everywhere, and I took videos of it, and I took pictures like I was staying there, even though I wasn't. Right. Just, I think the lie a lot on social That's media. That's okay. <laughs> so. All this artwork was worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Right. And then they, they took me to the basketball court one and all the other ones. And then they'll tell you who usually stays here. Like, okay, this is where Bieber stays when he comes in. This is where so-and-so. And then Terrence J, he got, a, he got a tour of the Palms one time for some TV show. And we got to run through all the suites together. So that was cool just seeing all yeah. this. Yeah. Some of it's ridiculous. Yeah. Some, but it, it is, you know, for entertainers like us, you know, it is awesome sometimes to just get a treat or just to be, you know, still have that kid in you, you know, where you're just like, wow, man, this is fun. Like, I made it. But like, if you think I, about it, if you get a suite like that, you're a single guy, 20, 20s, in your 20s or 30s. Yeah. I literally, I'm like this. My whole thing would be like, how do I let girls know I'm in this awesome suite? You can't. <laughs> you want to be at the club like this. Oh, you going to go back with him? Yeah. <laughs> well, have fun have at fun. that apartment with I got, I got a shark. <laughs> In my room. <laughs> no, I didn't know, like, uh, Mayweather invited me out one night, mm -hmm. and I was in Vegas, and, and obviously he has his house in Vegas, mm -hmm. but I guess there's the MGM Suites or something. It's it was bonkers. Whole, it's a whole, nother, a whole nother entry, whole nother level to the game. Oh, the, the inside pool and everything. I was like this. I got lost in that room. and uh, They I got was just some like, shit for you in Vegas, boy. But they, who'd they say? They said, uh, who stays there? A chic. <laughs> They, yeah, they were telling me shake, but they somebody Ooh. huge stays there that doesn't go out. It was like like somebody like Prince or Michael Jackson, some shit. Like when they went to Vegas, that's where they were staying. Yeah, they, so it was some entertainment like that doesn't go out. I can't remember, but at Mayweather was telling me that. Yeah, yeah, when people staying here is me and like Prince. That's it. Some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? We only swap out when I, you know what I'm saying? When I leave town, he come in. I, you know, we got have you ever room. hung in Vegas with a boxer? Yes, uh, twice actually. Floyd. Hung out with him before. Um, back in the day uh, with Evander Holyfield. When he was uh, on top? When he was on top. I was at the... F <laughs> this is the... It was the Evander Holyfield-Riddick Bow fight. i never forget this. I took my dad to Vegas for which, the first which time. Which one? There was three. Well, the one where the guy flew in with the... With the yeah, thing. yeah, the second one. He flew right over me and my dad. Yeah. We was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and all the FOI brothers was just... Yeah. <laughs> That's how you Riddick Bowe's guys were the worst. Yeah, the guy one of Riddick's Bowe once again was hitting with the walkie-talkie. Yeah, I was like, what's he Boosh. doing? Yeah. And, uh, and that was one of them, them nights where I was just like, yo, my dad was like, man, this is exciting. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a, never, that's like, a everything, Vegas night. everything was going on. It was vintage. <laughs> like, it was Vegas. It was, it was opulent. It was crazy. It was hood. It was all these different moments. And I, like, my dad, I had my dad with me. I never forget that my dad was like, man, this is Las Vegas, huh? <laughs> man, where, where that dude come from? Now, this I happens said, in all the fights, my, my Dad. My dad was like, man, where did he come from? It is just out of the, <laughs> the man just flew in from where? Kentucky? Where? I, well, I was watching the fight on TV. Yeah. I remember watching it going, that doesn't look. I remember right before he hit, I just went, that doesn't look right. <laughs> like, it, that brief moment hit you like, am I the one seeing this guy? I never forget because I could feel the wind of it. He came over us. <laughs> And then the thing got caught. Remember, he was like, Don't you. in the ring. Yeah. Where were your seats? I was literally. If this is the ring, so me and my dad were like four back. Like, like. So he flew. 
So he came in right over our head. It was weird because he was people was like, ah, and then uh. you just seen whoosh. And I was like, oh shit. Is and there then, a video? You think if they show a video? But we, we didn't have you? that back then. We didn't have video phones. No, I mean, like, if I go back to old footage of the fight, you think I could find you? You might in the be audience? able to see me and my dad be because we were both, we would have this face. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. funny when you watch old fights and you see people in the audience. Yeah, like, like, like I literally, it was weird because um, I was there f for both sides. So I knew uh, Rick Riddick Bowe's manager was Rocky. Rock Newman, right? Rock, New Rock Newman. So Rock, I knew Rock, me and Rock did shows together, I knew Rock. So I was there for him. And then I knew Evander to, for a whole nother reason. So I was kind of like, this is dope. Because both of my boys is fighting each mm -hmm. other. And then I was like, dad, you got to come to Vegas. So that was like the only time I ever took my dad to Vegas. And it, all this shit went wrong. But it was good, though, because he'll oh, never forget. Yeah, how could you forget that? <laughs> but do you, is there anything you want to pump or anything? Oh, yeah. So my next thing that uh, I'm doing is my, my, my one-hour special. So I got to shoot that very soon. Um, work, yeah, as soon as that's over, I'm going to shoot it but hopefully i can figure out a way to do it um i'm when is this airing thursday this will be this thursday uh, this week this week okay perfect so this will be out no so it's live bill it's airing right now okay if it's right now <laughs> if it's right now um i'm doing st louis in september i'm doing st louis i'm Hel do you doing helium i'm doing helium and then i'm doing cleveland and then i'm supposed to shoot my special in october so let's pray really yeah so pr let's pray that i can get it i'm ready though i'm ready yeah i got a nice hour Woo! that's what sucks man Woo! i was shooting mine march 20th fight. and you got and pushed. COVID hit I so was like, so you don't know when you're gonna do it now i don't know but you're ready though right I was beyond ready. Now I'm super ready because I got another 20 minutes on COVID. That's have you what been I'm out? Have you been out at all since uh, this? Hit? Yeah, yeah. I went out. I went out um, only two or three times since then. But I was trying out the new stuff. The new stuff is fire. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. Then I'm gonna have to inco inco incorporate some of this new shit and then some of the other classics that I already wrote. But I like some of the new stuff I got because I wouldn't have never thought of it. Yeah, I wouldn't have never thought people of it. People are starving. Yeah, now. yeah. People need it right now. I did. Uh, I did Texas like two, two, three weeks ago, and I crushed them. You Addison or, or Arlington? I did Addison. Addison. Yeah. Crushed them. It was crazy. I was like, oh my god. Wait till you. Wait till you get back on stage. It's gonna feel like euphoric for you. Oh no. Because it's what we love to do anyway. So Ain't lying. I love it. All right, man. Well. Uh, That's it. I, I don't really close with a bang. You just leave. <laughs> you know, it's just over. But I gotta do your your, your podcast is your yeah. Now, right? So oh, mine will launch in October. It's called the Bill Bellamy Show. I have uh, my own network, so actually, I'm launching a couple of shows, but I'm gonna launch my show as well. Mm -hmm. And there's another show that I'm launching called Single and Searching. It's like a female driven kind of podcast. But uh, my my uh, my podcast is fun too. You're coming on. You got to be in my top five. And I, you know, I'm doing a little bit of a lot of Everything, celebrities, uh, you know, trendsetters, uh, you know, tastemakers. I'm doing everybody that's moving the needle. Mm -hmm. So you in there? Yeah, thanks. You I made did, it. You just made it, though. Well, I've just, had two people. I, I know you had Lou. You had uh, Russell Peters on. Yes. And then did you have? Do you have Lunell? I had Lunell come on. I think they both came to mind after they left. Yeah, yours. yeah. We had a great time. I had Donnell on too. Um, I had Lorenz Tate. I have uh, who else did I get that was a really interesting. Um, Oh, I had Tiffany Haddish come on too, oh, that's dope. and she gave. You're gonna cry when you see her her interview. Yeah. She just came so real. Oh, I love Tiffany. She's dope. Because when I started yes. the podcast, we had to do it remotely, mm -hmm. and that's when you know how people feel about you. Because yeah. I start texting people like, uh, "Hey, do you want to come on?" I, and I went high in the beginning. Right. I went after Kev, Tiff. Right. Yeah. Everybody said yes. I go, oh, "Okay, Ooh, at least people God. like me." Right, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You didn't want like Woo. no response. You're like, like, fuck, zero. no one wants to come on my like, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> they must have heard about me trashing the green room yeah. in Texas. <laughs> See, like, like, like Gary Owens, a thug. Oh, yeah. He threw pineapples and watermelon and fucking kitten. But they were strategically placed. And cantaloupes. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, Thank I appreciate you. you coming on, man. Thank you so much. All right, G. Appreciate it, Bill. All day.